Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam, uh, Sam Dracula. If you want to get formal with it, I need a better intro. I'm not happy with it. Anyway, we're moving. We're moving. Listen, the losing streak is over. That's all that matters. All right, the losing streak is over. The five game slide, that California trip, is over with. The Hornets can avoid the state of California for the foreseeable future. Man, uh, <laughs> it, it's bad for a lot of reasons, you know. Lose is never great. And then from a fan point of view, these games were like really late on the East Coast. And so, especially that Lakers game going into overtime. Imagine, like, that game started at 1030 and then that thing going overtime. No, no bueno. I personally, most of these games I had to catch on DVR. I couldn't, can't be bothered to stay up late for these, you know. Thankfully, though, Hornets back home. Things look all right. In this episode, we're talking about, you know, the comeback kids, you know, the losing streak coming to an end. We're talking about this upcoming schedule, Kelly Oubre going off Miles Bridges dunk, all lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff to talk about, especially now that the losing streak is over. I can't emphasize that enough. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. As always, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. So that's B L E A V 50, all one word, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So let's, uh, let's just do a little vibe check, right? Last I left you guys, the Hornets were five and four. Now they're six and seven. One game below 500 sitting in 10th in the Eastern Conference as I record this, nestled neatly between the Raptors and the Celtics. The Eastern Conference is very weird. I've said this from the beginning of the season. It's going to be a weird year, and it continues to be weird. The Wizards are a one seed. The Bulls are a two seed. The Nets, third, Sixers, fourth. That kind of makes sense, right? But the, the the Cavs in the sixth spot, Knicks, Bucks, Raptors, and then us, followed by the Celtics, Hawks, Pacers, Magic, and Pistons. No surprise there at the bottom there. I'm I'm the Pacers and Hawks are way lower than I expected, but Magic and Pistons being at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, no surprise. But it's a weird year, and it's going to be a lot of ups and downs for this Hornets team. This team is very flawed and also very good, which means this team will hover around 500 for the rest of the year. So it's kind of as a, as a fan base, we got to ride out the lows, right? And savor the highs because it's going to be an even mix of both. And the lows sting, you know, getting blown out by the Kings sucks, right? That hurts. Losing overtime, losing in overtime, excuse me, hurts. It sucks. 
<laughs> you know, even before the Cali trip, uh, losing to the Cavs, the Cavs team was nice, but just getting dunked on over and over and over and over and over again sucks. Like that started off the losing streak, right? So you look at the squad and you're like, oh man, we need, we need to make changes. We need to make changes. We need personnel changes, rotation changes. James Book, Knight, Kai Jones, what's going on? I get it. I'm right there with you. Your mind wanders or your, the gears turn in your head about what, what, can, what, what needs to happen to level out the consistency in this ball club because this team is very talented. It's just too soon <laughs> to do anything. Like literally, literally, it's too soon because I don't think guys can be traded like players that sign new deals or whatever in the offseason can't aren't even eligible to be traded until like middle December or something like that anyway. And by then, we'll hopefully have a better clear of how things are going, but still very early in this year, in this season. And as we saw last night against the Grizzlies, a team, this, 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 this Hornets team showed a lot of character um, because they're getting carved up by John Morant. He is not to do with anything. John Morant's fire. Uh, like he's this 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 kid is amazing, <laughs> and I I totally get the people who are questioning whether or not these like Zion should have gone first. Zion should have gone first. He goes first every time, <laughs> but John Morant, to his credit, could have been first in that draft. You know, I, I'm a, I'm still a Zion believer, but that has nothing to do with anything. John Morant, though, last night against the against the Hornets, every time he was off the floor, the Hornets had a chance to to you know make make up for it basically. And uh, to their credit, they showed good heart, not so great discipline, a lot of sloppiness. And that third quarter last night was brutal from both teams, um, but the Hornets persevered. You know, PJ still on the shelf, nursing that injury. Hopefully, we get PJ back soon because we miss his versatility. Which brings me to what I'm going to talk about now. Okay, the center spot. Uh, I mentioned earlier about how like limited the Hornets are roster wise, like the, the, the tools they have available to them are limited because they can't just, it's not, you know, they can't just sign anybody they can't trade for anybody. The rules in place with salary cap and just overall restrictions. Okay. So you look internally and look at Mason Plumley, a guy who can, he can, he can, he can fire in a bounce pass into the lane, one possession or throw the ball out of bounds the next possession, or not be able to handle the ball the next possession. It's really hot and cold to him. Uh, way more, it's, it's way more uh, frustrating than I expected, if I'm, if I'm being blunt. Overall, he, like I'm, I think Mason Plumlee has been fine, right? He fouled out last night. Um, I feel he still gets targeted every night. Um, speaking of John Morant, like, if, if Mason's floating out to the three-point line, Morant's, not, Morant's shooting that ball or getting to the rim. Or if, if, if Mason's on the post, Ja's going after him. He's dribbling at him. That's how he got the last foul. Uh, it's his sixth foul, you know? He's, he's going to... Mason's a big old target out there. So when you look at him in his cover, it's Nick Richards, it's P.J. Washington. Vernon Carey is bouncing between Charlotte and Greensboro. He's not in the plans at whatsoever. Um, Kai Jones... He's not touching the floor anytime soon. So, like, this team is undermanned and undersized. Um, Nick Richards, I like, I like what he can bring overall um, for what he is. You know, he's very limited, but he's an adequate athlete. He can rebound. He can block a little bit. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if the day comes where Mason Plumlee is like a healthy scratch, so to speak, where 
Plummy goes to the bench and we see Nick Richards in the starting five. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't know if I'd be surprised if I saw it. I don't think I'd be surprised if I saw it. I'd be like, oh, okay. I wonder. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how Mason would feel about that, but I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. But what I would love, what I can like say with chest is when PJ's back, I need to see PJ playing more. I, like PJ last year proved himself to be a quality two-way big in this league. He can do everything offensively. He's undersized. He's a very much an undersized center. But we're losing rebound battles anyway with Mason Plumley, right? So what? What? what, what <laughs> it's a push, <laughs> you know. It's a push overall. Um, and then you could turn to Mason in the second unit, right? With that, with that Ubre-ish Cody Martin uh, second unit, Mason can run with them. I, I like that a lot more because you know PJ in very limited time. He's played seven games this year. You know before he got hurt. He's shooting 36% from three, 48% overall. He's like seven shots per game. All right, Cody Martin is at six shots per game. All right, Plumlee's five shots a game, just to give you an idea. I need PJ's volume, volume up because he's very good. And I, I know this team isn't really hurting for offense, but when, when, there's, when these guys go cold or the quarters are stagnant, not having a guy like PJ getting some more opportunities sucks. So that, that's, my, that's my take on the center position. Um, when things open up a little bit, there are guys, there are plenty of guys on, around the league that would, I would love in Charlotte. Uh, but the issue is you got to give somebody up. I don't know who I'd be, who I'd give up at this point. Um, I'm looking at like, I'm looking at the, the bottom, the bottom feeders in the Western Conference, the Pelicans and Rockets specifically. Valachunas would be an excellent here in Charlotte. Christian Wood would be excellent here in Charlotte. You know, the Rockets have won one game. They're one in 10 on the year. Pelicans are one eleven. Like I don't, those guys should be available at some point. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to rot in Houston and New Orleans respectively. And then the, and the, for Detroit, Kelly Olenek is a guy who's a, he's a, he's a playoff proven player, man. I know he's not the most exciting player in the world, but we know what he can do. And, I, I would love to have, see him in this mix, in this rotation as well. The Magic, I know they got, they got Mo Bamba. I still view him as a project. Like, if the Hornets acquire anybody, I need that guy to be not a veteran per se, but just, you know, I don't want another young guy. I want a guy who, who, who like a known quality that can come in and start and play extended time and can gel, right? I feel like Mo Bob will come in here, start shooting threes like everybody else. I'm like, oh man, this, is this an upgrade? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. But overall, all right, with this team being one game below 500, this is we're in the middle, approaching the middle of November. It's okay. This is fine. I still think with this team being fully healthy and playing like I know they can play, this team could be a six seed in the East. I still think that's the ceiling, right? That's where the Cavs are currently. These, this, these, this upcoming stretch is a good test, right? We got the Knicks on Friday. 
tomorrow, if you're listening to this, on Thursday, <laughs> the Warriors again running that back. I'm really curious if we can stop Jordan Poole <laughs> or if Steph will go off since he's back in his in uh, back in Charlotte. You know, the Wizards are like the Wizards are the, are the one seed right now. Are, are probably no shots, but they're they're playing <laughs> they're playing off their heads right now, right? Like they're 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 overachieving in a in a very big way right now. Can the Hornets answer that? You know, the Pacers. That's a very winnable game. Hawks. Very winnable game. So this upcoming stretch, I hope, I, I, I envision this Hornets team is going to go through these stretches where they win two, lose three, win three, lose two type of thing the rest of the way. But um, I want to give some love to Kelly Oubre, okay? Because this guy, this guy, Kelly, what's his middle name? Kelly Paul Oubre Jr., all right? This dude. He is the perfect bench player in, a, in the worst way and the best way all the time and none of the time. <laughs> like you can't see me, but I'm doing the roller coaster hand motions right now. Over the last this five game stretch. Against Golden State, he goes over. He, he shoots 400. Sorry, what am I talking about? <laughs> he shoots 40 percent against the Kings, 50 percent against the Clippers. 30% against the Lakers and then 76% against the Grizzlies from three. It's 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 either on or he's off. There's really no middle ground to it. My um, middle ground, I'm looking for 40%. Like that's the, that's the, uh, that's, that's the mark I want to see. I want to see. And it's, it's, it's legit. It's either zero 20 or 50 or higher. Like it's mad. It's actually mental, but it really, it's a, it's a really good place to be if our starters are clicking because Kelly being a bench guy as a sixth or seventh man on the team, you roll him out there. If he's on, let him cook. He played 30 minutes last night, right? Versus 17 the night before or the game before 28, the game before that 13, before that 13 again, where he's not really hitting it. It, it makes, you can go to him when he's on and he can deliver, right? If he's not, if he doesn't have it, hopefully that means Terry and Gordon, et cetera, are on and caring and doing what we expect them to do. So, I mean, going forward, like if, if, if Ubre's produced, like, so Ubre put up 37 points last night. All right. That's insane. Love that for him. Love that for us. The, the team record, you beat Malik Monk's record, which shout out to him. Um, it was very weird, still very weird seeing him play for the Lakers. I still don't like it. I really don't like that he joined that team for nothing. The Hornets got nothing back for him. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not, it's fine. I'm fine. Listen, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine, you know? Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, Oubre breaking Malik's record for... Uh, for uh, points off the bench, like that—that's—that's that's not the bar. What I, where I need the bar for for Ubre to be is you know around fifty percent and double-digit scoring. Because if the Hornets are are getting that type of production from him, that means hopefully that Hayward, Terry, Miles, Lamelo are clicking, and then we have 
a squad where everybody's contributing, right? Guys like Cody, guys like Jalen aren't overextending to make up for the lack of production elsewhere, right? I mean, that's this team. When this team is firing off on all cylinders, so to speak, we have our main four guys, Melo, Miles, Hayward, and Terry clicking and then getting like double digits off the bench from Oubre. That team, whoever, doesn't matter who's playing center. I think that team can go up against anybody in this league if they're getting quality minutes and production from everybody else. It's a big if, though, unfortunately, because Terry, since the last five games, all right, Terry Rozier, 14 points per game, right? Um, against the, so starting with the Warriors game, kind of going to present time, five points, nine points, 17, 29 against the Lakers um, in 40 minutes, and then 11 points in, um, against the Grizzlies there, right? 33%. From the, from the floor in those games. 19% from three in those games. Like, actually brutal. Playing 33 minutes per game and shooting 33% from the floor is a killer. Is an absolute killer. I, I love Terry Rozier. It'll turn around. It'll click eventually. But it, it can't, can't deny that it hurts. <laughs> that it hurts the squad. And I don't think we see anything drastic from JB, you know, rotation wise and responses. I think Terry's going to play himself out of this, but man, if, if this team is going nowhere without Terry Rozier. So the <sighs> salute to Cody Martin, salute to Caleb. Wait, sorry. <laughs> I just combined. I, I, I got Martin's on my mind. Salute to Kelly Oubre. Salute to Cody Martin for stepping up in a big way the last few games. It was the whole season, really, when the number's called. Like, Cody is playing like a madman. Right? He's shooting 42%, 43% over the last five games, 36% from three. His volume is very low, right? Talking, f- like, just under six shots per game in 23 minutes. Like, he's not out there to shoot, but when he does shoot, he's shooting it at a decent clip. Like, that's perfect role player stuff, right? He plays tough D. He's active. You know, we all know how he likes to draw a charge. Like, Cody Martin, no complaints whatsoever. And then Kelly, over the last five games, just under 50% from the floor, 14 points per game. Like, those are averages. But, you know, we talked about earlier. It's a lot of ups and downs. Like, (laughs) 37 points. Against the Grizzlies, zero points against the Warriors. It's like it's gonna be, it's gonna be like that for a while, um, while we figure things out, and while Kelly still gets, figures things out. And if if that's the way it is, it's the way it is. The Hornets can adjust. Uh, the Hornets can adjust to that, you know. All right, before we get out of here, just a quick vibe check on Bridges. Because man, I got. I swear that 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 <laughs> that dunk, that dunk against the Grizzlies, uh, had me terrified for his well being. Terry sent that lob up. It looked too far, and Bridges went for it. He leaned back and slammed it. Eric Collins lost his mind. Amazing stuff. I'm glad everything worked out and everything's okay because that's, that scared me. But anyway, Bridges, 18 points per game the last five games, seven rebounds, 3.6, assists, 3.6 assists, 1.8 steals, uh, just under one, one block a game. The, the homies thir- shooting 34% from three, 38% from the floor. The league is more aware of what Bridges is doing this year in his ISO and step back game that he worked so hard on in the offseason. 
and and you know there's gonna be he's gonna hit a wall at some point. But Bridges has been the man this season. I have no complaints about him whatsoever. Um, hopefully he signs a deal in the offseason. I'm going to bring that up every single podcast, so bear with me. Um, and then Melo, you know, he got a triple-double against the Lakers. Love to see it. Uh, 25 points, 11 assists, 16 rebounds for the reigning rookie of the year. All right? is going to continue to get better and better every single game. The only knock I have on him lately is his foul, the fouls he's been finding himself into. Um, a lot of them are cheap, they, they, but they add up. You know, he fouled out against Cleveland. He had five against the Clippers. That, when he can't be on the floor in those late game situations because his foul trouble, it sucks. So uh, I just need him to work on that because he'll pick up two bad fouls back to back in short, in a short time span. And that, that's, a, it could be, that's a little demoralizing at times. So that's the only knock I have on him, man. Otherwise, he's playing his ass off, and I'm here for it. So uh, up next tomorrow night, the, the Hornets have the Knicks at home. Thankfully, the Hornets are back at home. We go, this homestand includes the Knicks, Warriors, Wizards, Pacers. Um, all favorable games. Like the Warriors, are, that Warriors game, all these games will be tough. But no, I'm not afraid of any of these opponents outside the Warriors, if I'm honest with you. Um, on Friday, they debuted their the brand new city jerseys, which look really good. I'm, I'm, they're really busy, but I like it. I like it in that way. So we'll see it. We'll see how they look in motion. If they get, if they get blown out by the Knicks on Friday, I hope they never wear them again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But listen, I appreciate everyone out there listening. Uh, you've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Ben Online. I've been Sam. You've been great. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Perfect. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube